Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of my podcast series that I like to call What Do I Know? I'm Only a Child, per usual. My name is Sonia Ivashenko, and I am bringing you guys another episode with another special guest. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, today, I'm going to have a peer of mine from Kennesaw State University. His name is Max Fonseca. Um, he is the, I guess you want to call it the CEO of a very well-known detail company around the Atlanta and Kennesaw area, as well as the founder of LikeMe.net, which is a student communication organization that he is starting uh, that will only help shape the future of student communication in college and high school, hopefully around the world. Today we're going to jump back into the topic of hard work and just having a work ethic in general and adding in a few more tips of our own from our own personal experiences. Um, and he's also going to come on here and share his story um, of why he is the way he is and, and who he is and just uh, just also having a guy perspective on here of thinking about the guests that I want to have on in the future and they're all girls and um that could be good or bad <laughs> depending on your opinion so uh today i'm gonna have him on um so that he can share his experiences with you guys and hopefully today we can motivate you a little bit to pursue the career that you've always wanted to pursue and kind of just bulldoze your way through the brainwashed society that we live in hey how's it going um, well, I'll start from the top. Uh, my name is Max Fonseca. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Kennesaw State University. I run a detailing company. I've done that for about four years now. And I also run a website for a student communication called Like Me, where students can sign up or create groups based upon their major and network and connect with other like-minded students. It's a really kind of uh, ever-changing idea. My When I first started, my goal was to have it all over the country, in every single campus and affect as many people as I can. But now, just looking for the future, I'm looking forward to kind of starting it out small, restructuring everything, starting out small, making it that community, and then, excuse me, um, expanding it to where it could be across every campus, you know, around the nation. That's kind of my goal for that. I really just want to uh, put this into work so it can help as many people and provide as much value as it can. Right. So talk about what started this whole hardworking process. Um, I mean, I know the story, but I figured you might as well talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so I started, I started really working from a young age. Uh, I think when I was around nine or 10, I really wanted to get a job because I really wanted to make my money. And, uh, I got it from my dad, you know, my dad's from, uh, poor neighborhood in Detroit and he uh, you know from a young age he had to go out and get it um and make something of himself because that's how he was brought up if you want to be something you got to do the work so I definitely got that from him seeing him work at a, such a young age you know um so I went out around nine or ten I really wanted to make some money so I started you know trying to sell little things here and there make some quick quick cash and then when I turned 14 uh, I finally got a, a real job working at a uh, audio shop in Atlanta on cars and all that stuff. So basically there I was just sweeping the floors, doing a lot of menial tasks that no one else wanted to do. And I did that for about three summers. And then when I was, uh, the third summer, I was about to turn 17. I was still 16 at the time. Uh, I was really tired of doing uh, busy work. So I decided to start detailing because my dad mentioned it to me because that's what he did for a while in Atlanta. Started doing that, never looked back. And, um, but I, this all stems from my dad, and, you know, watching him do his work around the house at a young age and always moving and doing what needs to be done definitely 
instilled that drive uh, in me. Yeah, so you kind of had that firsthand experience as well when it comes to kind of looking up to a work ethic as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as a college student, you know, you're juggling all this stuff. Uh, I mean, I feel you. I understand now kind of where all that stems right, from. Right, yeah. um, how have you seen yourself develop since that time that you started working, uh, that you know got involved with car detailing, all that stuff, how have you seen yourself develop as a person from about maybe fifteen or sixteen to now? Um, it's really, if I look back on it, it's really easy to see. When I was when I, when I was fourteen, I started working at that shop, and all my coworkers were about maybe twenty, thirty years older than me. I was working on you know thirty, forty, or fifty year old guys, and their maturity level is definitely a lot higher than you know a thirteen right, year old yeah. kid, you know. So working with them and kind of seeing how the real world works and how to communicate with people, um, it really kind of, I don't want to say, it made me more mentally, you know, older. So I didn't really get into the stupid, you know, drama at school, the stupid stuff that these other kids sure. do. I didn't get yeah. into all that because mentally I, I was just too old for it. And that kind of transitioned from middle school into high school when I started detailing because I was I was already doing my own thing you know I, I really didn't have time to talk about stuff and just gossip and drama and oh let's go to this party oh let's go do that I didn't really have time for all that because I had to work the next day exactly so yeah. it, definitely, it definitely makes you mentally older when you start working into something you have to have like a real job being around real people when I was at that shop I was 14 having hour-long conversations with customers that were 50 years old, you know? Um, so it just it, it puts a mental edge on you, I think, on the maturity aspect. I think that's most important to get involved with, you know, not necessarily that, but just anything that helps develop that work ethic, helps develop that mental toughness at a young age. Because, right. I mean, you, you know, you're running around not knowing what to do just because you're developing as a person. So if you can get around those people who have already developed that'll help you, you know, so much more going into college, especially so that you're just not, you know, running around with your arms flailing in the air, like, you know, continuously, um, you know, which is why I ended up getting a job after my sophomore year anyway, or else I think I wouldn't have had this work ethic, you know, uh, as I got older and all that. From a guy perspective, what do you think your biggest speed bump was? Well, the, the maturity aspect that I talked about earlier has, has a, it's a double-edged it's a double-edged sword. You have the idea that you're more mentally mature, right? Mm-hmm. But then it falls into it's almost you know screw everybody else, I'm better, and that's kind of how I acted going through high school. I really only had one close friend that I could that we hung out with that I hung out with after school um, because he was also kind of in the same boat. Uh, he had a job, he was working, he knew what he wanted, and he's doing pretty good things now. So that's kind of how, I think that would be his big speed bump, that I really didn't socialize with other people. I didn't network, I didn't get to know other people, because I really didn't give them the chance. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw, you know, oh, that, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Which, you know, some people might have known what they're doing. So it's kind of it's that. That was a big speed bump. Um, and then from a guy perspective... Um, I guess I had one relationship that wasn't too great, you know, and I feel like we were all in that boat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, it comes into two different lifestyles. Um, 
she was brought up in a household where there really wasn't any entrepreneurship or really strong work ethic. Um, and I'm obviously different. So it was just kind of a, a battle of those two. So that relationship kind of drove me to stop pursuing some things. And also that was a pretty big speed bump, but the major one was not being able to socialize because of my ego pretty much. I think ego is definitely a speed bump in everybody's lives. It's, you know, they want to be yeah, stubborn. Yeah. They always want to be right. Um, especially at a young age, you know, in high school, ego is definitely a big thing. And it, it still is today, you know, me being a sophomore in college, um, I still notice it daily. So ego, I would think, is a is a big thing. Do you think that your social skills developed a little bit once you started um, kind of pursuing car detailing on your own? Um, how did your social skills develop? Because mine developed like crazy when I started working. So Yeah, when I mean, I started working, I was 14 and then... I mean, most fourteen-year-old kids nowadays don't even know how to shake hands shake exactly, yeah. properly. They don't know. They don't know how to look people in the eyes, shake their hands firmly. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know how to do that nowadays, even at uh, our age. Um, but I learned how to do that from a very, very young age. I learned how to talk to people very early on and hold engaging conversations with people. Um, and then when I started detailing, my dad is a he's I would say he's a community he's a business communications expert. He knows exactly what to say exactly how to word it. So when I would send texts to people or emails, it would be, it would be basically written from him. So, and then I picked up on that and I was able to conduct myself and express myself how those emails came across. So people would be surprised when they see a 16 year old kid walking up their driveway when they've been, they've, it sounded like they've been talking to, you know, an older dude based upon uh, the communication skills. Exactly. Yeah. And, so just being around people, talking to people all the time, um, you learn, and, and also being around other people allows you to be able to read people. Yeah. You know, kind of pick up little, little cues and hints here and there. Um, but being around people and kind of being forced to learn how to communicate and communicate effectively definitely was something I had to learn. Learning communication, how to, you know, express yourself professionally and, come across you know the way you need to, you need to can really set yourself apart which it did for me yeah and my high school they tried to do as much as they could to help us go through a professional setting um get used to that and everything but i mean most of the time it was just bs you know you would go and you just play around on your phone you won't actually do anything so you're not developing right, exactly. those skills once you graduate um and i think that you know, I mean, that needs to be enforced a lot more. You know, you shouldn't have to force kids to get that firsthand experience from their parents. Exactly, you should force definitely. it, force it in an outside environment. And um, I mean, luckily, I had that firsthand experience, but I feel like a lot of people don't and then go into college and they start getting a real job and they have no idea what to do. And it just goes downhill. Mm-hmm. I mean, then that, I think that stems from the work ethic side, too, you know, because some of these some of these families, at least where I live, you know, they're very wealthy. They're very um you know, their kids don't have to work, the kids don't have jobs. Uh, so when they go into college, it's it's like, all right, you're on your own. Like, it's time to, it's time to you know, see what you got. Yeah. And they, they fold, and then they know how to communicate effectively. I feel like these kids nowadays, they kind of lose that. The people are watching and they're judging, you know. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's just it's just the, the mental, I mean, it just goes back to the maturity level, you know. But some people haven't been brought up with that, that drive and that work ethic to, make something of themselves so when they get into college and they get out it's 
it's not not good for them because they don't know how to really work and how to communicate. Yeah, but I think it's also like a sense of perspective that people don't see in themselves. Like they just they just go through the motions every single day and they don't pay attention to yeah, how they're acting sure. and they don't think of improving. And I mean, to be honest with you, I have no idea how that can be enforced. Like I understand having that role model, such as your parents, you know, in this case, mm-hmm. um, you know how to act. Like I know how to act because of my parents and their professionalism right, and everything. But if you don't have that, how could that be enforced you know, in a high school setting, because that needs to be enforced at a young age, even like middle school, well, elementary school. Right. It's definitely tough because, I mean, you have kids like me in high school where I was just saying, you know, screw you, you don't know what you're talking about. And then you have other kids that really don't take anything seriously. So it's really tough. And I mean, we had we had some teachers. I had one teacher um, really, his name was Dr. G, he was a um, physics teacher and anatomy teacher. I had him for two years back to back, my junior and senior year. And he was he was the real deal. He really kind of was a role model because he he was, he kept it real with us. He told us what how the real world works, what's going to happen if you don't you know get your stuff together. And he would show us you know he would talk about failure and how failure is great. And a lot of kids just wrote him off. They think he was crazy. Um, he had this. He was a chiropractor, and he had the, he did a speech at Life University about mm-hmm. how he wanted to join the Navy and he had to go to this school, but he kept on failing. He failed, I think, 10 times back to back. And that 11th time he finally made it. And he talked about how he thought about giving up, but he just pushed himself to make it happen. And there was about five kids out of a 30 kid class that showed up. So only five kids came to watch that video. And that's, that video is a life lesson, but people just didn't, don't want to take it seriously. And I think it comes back, you know, from the, how you were brought up and, you know, the respect level, um, but I mean, I, I loved the guy because I knew what he, I knew what he was saying was true from my life experience. It was, it was the real deal. He wasn't just saying stuff to say, he actually meant it and he had the, the work to back it up. So, but in that, I mean, in that case, trying to get kids to really focus up, it's, it's really tough. I mean, especially nowadays, you know, I think, I think kids like you and me were lucky that we got out of high school and we did because now it's just it's there's really no guidance at all yeah you know and i mean now go ahead sorry it's just all it's it's, you know, it's it's all online at least for this year it's all online now kids starting high school like mm-hmm. like freshmen like freshman kids starting high school they're missing out on kind of like the whole social aspect of just sitting in their room and then they're not really going to listen to their teacher they're not really going to listen to their homework so it's kind of it's just kind of tough now to get kids to really engage and kind of focus up. I always knew I wanted to go into entrepreneurship of some sort, but I never actually started pursuing it until like maybe end of my junior year or so. And um, I'm not saying I got judged, but having a work ethic is considered different now. And that's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got the same thing. Uh, when I started detailing, um, I had friends laughing at me. I had teachers laughing at me, you know. Um, I had one teacher, he's like, Hey man, you know, what do you do for it? What do you do for a job? I was like, oh, I just, you know, I just beat up cars. He's like, Oh, you know, that's, that's pretty low of a job. I'm like, I was like, huh? Yeah. Like, and then I had friends tell me, you know, when are you going to get a real job, you know? And all the friends that said that to me are the ones not doing anything. They didn't drunk every night at school, not, mm-hmm. not doing anything with their lives, you know? But it's, it's definitely, I think that as a society, society loves the idea of entrepreneurship it's a very hot topic right now mm-hmm. but nobody likes the process nobody likes what it actually takes and they get jealous of it 
because people people don't have that drive to make something of their own. People talk about they do, and they're like, oh, you know, I want to do this, this, and this, but they don't. They know they actually don't have it. So when they see someone else doing it, they get jealous, and it, it, it brings out their own insecurities. Exactly. And yeah. they're what stuff they fell short on. Because when you start working with no excuses and you talk about that and you post that and you're doing good things, it's it comes back to them where they're just like, oh, you know, I, I could have done that, you know, and they say, but for some reason, I go, I could have done that, but this happened. Yeah. So, and then it's just the excuses that they make that just they chose to cop out on and didn't pursue. So that's why, at least in my opinion, that's why people get jealous because they just didn't want to do anything and then they see you doing the shit you want to do. Uh, named Gianni. He made a he made a brand. He has rappers, you know, wearing his stuff. You know, uh, yeah. I know I haven't talked to him in a really long time, but you know, kids kind of even kind of wrote him off, you know. And um, it's just it's just they, you know they laugh at you, but it's just it just comes back to you know they they they, they understand that they can't do this stuff themselves because they know they don't have that drive. Mm-hmm. And you know when I would start posting. When I start posting, you know, my cars on, people would just be like, oh, you know, you're just showing off, oh, you know, oh, that's, that's nothing, you know, and they just, they just hate, they just hate because they know that they, they could have done it, but they chose not to, based upon some excuse they made themselves believe. Even if you are going into a more corporal uh, standpoint, I guess, um, and I mean, that's just everyday things, like, I mean, I have it on here, like, you know, making your bed, eating right, right. you know, fulfilling right. deadlines, that all is helping develop that work ethic in my school, for example, they finally cut it out, thankfully, but they used to give you bonus points for your grade, like, you know, your weighted average. So you technically don't have to work as hard as you need to in certain classes because you'll still end up with an A. Like if you took an AP class, say you made an 83, it would be considered a 93 on your transcript. So it's like, you know, well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's convenient, but I don't have a 4.0 GPA, but Kennesaw accepted me with a 4.0 GPA because of that weighted average. You're literally driving kids away from having a work ethic because it's like, oh, I can fail a test, but you, like I had AP physics uh, first semester, right. first semester of last year. I failed every single test in that class and I finished off with a 92. You know, you're, you're driving kids away from that unless you're like valedictorian, salutatorian, like you really don't have to work that hard to be at the top of your class. It kind of, I mean, that goes the same way with, you know, kids that cheat in school. Um, I feel like that kind of ties into that. Um, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I, like, I get it from, from somebody who really doesn't like school. That's something I probably would have really been in favor of because mm-hmm. I think, uh, I barely got out of high school to 3.0. If I didn't get, if I didn't get straight A's, uh, all of senior year, I definitely wouldn't have got um, a 3.0, but senior year was ridiculously easy for me. Mm-hmm. People are always going to find the easiest route, you know, that's mm-hmm. how, that's how we are built as humans. We want to find the path of least resistance in anything, you know, if you're working out, you don't want to do the, you know, that extra set. If you're, you know, running, you don't want to run that extra mile. You know, if you're, if you're working, you don't want to do that extra 30 minutes of like work. If you're studying, you know, it's the same thing. You don't want to do the extra 30 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like that's how we're built. But if, if you're, if you're studying an hour longer than the other guy who doesn't, you deserve to get a better grade than him. 
once you start developing those habits of kind of just half-assing a lot of your jobs. You know, when, when you're doing things, it's easy, you know, sometimes you fall into a little, you know, a little rut, you know, a little slump. Um, and I had that for like two jobs, uh, two jobs last semester for two cars. I kind of fell into that. Um, one was a, I can't remember the first car I did, but the second car I remember it was a Ford Raptor. It was all built up and everything. And I drove out to do it and I work, I think I worked on, I just had to wash it and vacuum it. It took me like six hours Yeah. because I would go over and I'd look at like, cause I would just mentally skip some things that I wouldn't even realize I was doing. So when I looked on the car, my, you know, it kind of kicked back in where I'd, I was looking, you know, that's not clean. Oh, this isn't done. That's not clean. So I had to pretty much redo the whole car again because, you know, it was in that little rut. But I snapped out of it right then and there and was able to correct it. But when, you know, when you start, when you start, set, you know, when you start compromising on little things, it's only little things that lead to the big things. Mm-hmm. If you eat that piece of pizza, you know, what do you need the rest of the day? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you eat a piece of piece of pizza at lunch, you're not going to jump on your diet for dinner, right? You're going to you're going to let it roll, and then what do you do tomorrow? And then it's going to keep on going and going and going. So that's what happened to me over this past two weeks. You know, I got Chipotle one day, got Chipotle the next day, and I was eating sushi. And then you know, you know, piece of pizza doesn't sound too mm-hmm. bad. It's just, it's just easy to fall in that cycle of doing stuff that's bad because you accepted one thing you are you compromised on one little thing that is now snowballed into something that's affecting every aspect of your life think about yourself in high school what would you recommend to other people um to do to help build themselves up like things that you might have not done or things that you might have regret like regretted doing oh, <laughs> oh man there's a lot um if you know if, if you know if 16 year old 15 16 year old me was listening right now you know i would tell him to be more social, find a skill that you can learn from and kind of learn the craft and become an expert at it. So in four years down the road, you have real world skills. You know, mm-hmm. for me, for detailing, I learned how to communicate. I learned attention to detail. I learned work ethic. I learned how to get things done in a timely manner. You know, but if I just worked at McDonald's for four years, what would I have learned? Like, that's what I was grateful for because, you know, I worked at a local restaurant that was just like, a, you know, it was just it was one restaurant. It wasn't a chain. It kind of I mean, we went through the motions every single day, but the way it ran was completely different than a chain like Chick-fil-A or, you know, Zaxby's, whatever. Going through high school, you know, especially like 14 to 18, even in college, like supposedly the people, the staff in your school are supposed to help you develop um, your career path and your future. But I mean, it really like I don't remember really finding exactly what I wanted to do with their help. It was just completely on my own and through my parents. And I know a lot of people I know, they graduate high school and then it's like, oh, I'm undecided going into college because I don't right. know what I'm doing. When you were talking about, you know, the, the career path and all that high school, I mean, we, we did those, you know, those, those surveys and we mm-hmm. had the counselors come in. And I mean, you have to realize, you know, what, what do these people know? You know, what, you know, are, is, your, is your high school counselor an expert in career development? It's just with those influences that aren't really in the same headspace as you and aren't really supportive of you it's tough to kind of find out where you want to go. And that's why a lot of kids, you know, get to, get to college and undecided mm-hmm. or 
they choose something, oh, I'm just going to go into business. Okay, so what part? They don't, they don't know. Exactly. Or, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a lot because, one, they didn't, they didn't put in the work when they were younger to try and find what they were passionate about. They kind of just coasted through life because they, really, they didn't really need to do anything. Um, and then when I get there, I know people who are my age that are still undecided, mm-hmm. who are seniors and still undecided. Or they're just in a major that they thought was good and they thought they could make some good money. In. And then, you know, it's going to come back and get them later in life when they're doing a job they're not happy with. High school, there's it's a, such a brainwashed concept because it's like... Mm-hmm. It's kind of the... Um, geez, I don't know how I want to word it, but it's just kind of how the mentality is. I mean, and now that I'm, you know, in, in an environment where I'm surrounded by that, it's just it's just different to see that that's all, like that's all a lot of that's all a lot of people do you know like in, in high school you know kids party and then you know you get to college kids party but then you know when did it stop like I know people were you know 25 27 were still doing the same stuff mm-hmm. you know so it's it's something you have to kind of stop when you're younger uh, excuse me you have to realize that it's not helping you I mean it's it's easy to go and you know have you know have fun every once in a while you know mm-hmm. I do that every you know every once in a while I'll go out you know do something but. If you're doing this every night, you know, one, it's unhealthy. If you're drinking every night, it's not good for your system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not healthy. You know, it really fogs up. It's not really good for your body, and it also fogs up how you think and your mentality and all that. But, you know, it's, it's, you have to realize you have to cut it out at a young age. You have to okay, now, you know, it's time, to, it's time to grow up a little bit. And I started doing I mean, for me, that was, you know, right when I started high school. I didn't really have any interest in going out and drinking. Um, I didn't really have any interest in doing stupid things that I knew really wouldn't get me to where I want to go. But it's just something you have to really stop from a young age. It, it, the older you get, it's the wor- I mean, the worse it gets, you know, because you're, you're able to do more things. You know, in high school, you know, oh, you drink in your parents' basement. In college, you drink at a party. You know, when you're older, you can go drink at a bar. You know, yeah. So it just kind of es- it just kind of escalates. It's just something you have to kind of realize that you kind of got to grow up, you know, when you're younger. Yeah. And I mean, that stuff just, it, it's, it doesn't appeal to me. Like I'm one of those people. I just, it's whatever. Um, and I'm not saying I'm one of these people that gets up at four 30 in the morning and just like grind, grind, grind all day. And like, you know, right, no, right, no, no, right. absolutely not. No. I, I mean like hanging out with friends is fine with me. Like, I don't, I don't care. Hanging out with friends is, is different as well. It's like, what are you doing when you're hanging out with friends? Like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about other people? Are you talking about things that went on last weekend about those other people? Like it's, it's also growing up is also creating those healthy relationships with people um whether that's what you're doing what you're talking about you know again how you're interacting developing those social skills and and none of that is applied anymore like I don't see it um I actually did a I guess it was an internship it was kind of forced at the middle school um you know within my school system so you know I'm I'm dealing with how old are they like eight to eleven maybe year olds um maybe that's a little old but somewhere in there and I'm looking at how they interact with adults how they treat their teachers how they treat the the media specialists how they treat me and it's not at all how i used to act in elementary school and it's i'm not saying i'm like a special case or anything but it's like everybody else in my class they knew how to act and they knew what to do and i don't see that anymore and it's not even being enforced right i mean then it comes i mean that's a societal issue i mean when you look at when you look at some parents you know you know, when I when I was growing up, my parents hit me. My parents, you know, you know, if I if I acted up, you know, I got I got the spoon. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's that's how that's how I was brought up. So I knew if I messed up, you know, there's gonna be consequences. But I feel like nowadays everybody thinks their kids so special that they're not they're not some crazy, you know, special case to where they don't have to follow the rules, they don't exactly. have consequences. And that's just a societal issue. I mean, at least where I where I grew up, where you know, where I where I stay at, it's um it's 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 terrible, you know, kids just do whatever they want. Their parents are like, oh, you know, hey, you know, you, you can't do that. You know, use your words. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. But the parents don't do anything. There's no consequences. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why these kids act up because their parents don't hold them accountable from a young age. Yeah. You know, I remember if I, if I was in middle school or I was in elementary school, if I messed up, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a there's going to be a sense of discipline and consequences for my actions. And now there's not that. Parents don't want to do that because for some reason it's looked down upon. Like enforcing discipline onto your kids is now like looked to be like a bad thing. Like you're a bad parent. Yeah. But no, that's how you raise good kids. That's how you raise solid kids and not kids that are just lazy and complain and act up. So I feel like it's more of a societal issue from when I grew up or, you know, you and me grew up where that was socially accepted to now you have these kids who just feel like they can do whatever they want with no consequences. Yeah. And I mean, neither one of us has the right to give parenting advice, but um, we have the right to talk about what we're seeing versus what we used to see. And that, I mean, that's what it is. Like, I, I'm scared for, for this generation that's coming up underneath us because it's like, oh, how are they going to function in society? How are they going to function in a work environment? Because if it's exactly. not, if, if this work ethic, if this, like, discipline is not even enforced on us from a high school and college level, it's definitely not enforced from an elementary school level, and it's only going to get worse, and it's only going to become a little bit more lenient. I'm not saying we have to be, like, like in a military setting, but just something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in school, there's only limited, there's only limited amounts of stuff they can do to, you know, enforce discipline, enforce punishment, you know. Um, personally, you know, I don't, I mean, me growing up being more kind of real than a lot of kids, you know, if I got ISS, I really didn't care, you know, if, you know, a lot of stuff didn't phase me, but I knew that if I messed up, there was one person at home waiting for me that I would, that I knew that I really want to mess with, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I know that if I mess up, he's going to be there to, you know, check me. So uh, that's, that's kind of, I mean, it was just that forward that from a young age, you know, I knew that if I mess up, there is going to be consequences. There is going to be someone that is going to be there to bring me down, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I look at this generation, you know, below us and I just, I can't imagine any of these kids actually really working or, you know, being in a professional setting because, I mean, look at social media. I mean, for example, TikTok. Mm-hmm. You, you think these kids, are, the kids you see on TikTok are going to be, you know, the the next business leaders or tycoons of, you know, the nation. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, even when I, like, I, high school, like, I hear this stuff, some kids are just like, how, like, how are you guys going to function? Exactly, yeah. Like, how, how are you going to, like do the stuff like you need to do i mean i was at a i was at a little get together last night and it was just kind of the same thing you know i was we were talking about kind of what we do and people were talking and these girls want to be a nurse like oh i want to be a nurse but that's so hard so never mind i'm like <laughs> yeah well, what do you want to do then life is hard exactly you know the more stuff you want to do the harder it's going to be yeah so i mean 
I just asked her, I was like, so what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, you're, you're in college, you know, it's time to start getting your life together. And then they're kind of, then it gets to me, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, you know, run a detail company, you know, I also do a website. And they're like, what? Yeah. How do you do that? And I'm just like, I, I just did it. You know, I decided I, I want to do that. And I decided to go out and do it. Yeah, and but you're only 19. You're so young. I'm like, well, I, I, I got it done. Yeah, exactly. One of my friends, she let me know something. I think I posted like a video or photos or something at one point, and she said, she's like, you know, I envy your drive and your work ethic and you doing all this, and it's so cool and everything. Well, I'm like, thank you, but half the time I fake it because I have to make it seem like I have all this stuff going on when in reality I'm trying to like scrape up projects and and content to make and all this stuff. So you know the. Part that's bad about that is that social media is what you're uh being engulfed by on a daily basis and it's just a highlight reel i mean i'm you know you're not going to post something bad on your social media because that's like the end of the world you know i'm not going to that's that's not attractive yeah exactly so people people think that you know just because somebody uh graduated law school or something at you know i don't know what age you graduate law school at but say you're young and you do that they think that you know they can do that as well by not putting in that effort that that person put in because they don't see the effort that that person put in and i hate that and again i i don't know how to get rid of that i don't know how that could be enforced and i think it all stems from an early age of just saying like hey nothing is easy nothing is i mean maybe some things are handed to you but not everything not not your future at least yeah I mean, I think with social media, it, it all stems from, you know, who, who we look up to. I mean, some people look up to, you know, rappers, athletes, uh, celebrities, and it's all, it's, you know, for them, it's, it's the highlight real time of a thousand. Because, I mean, once they make it, they have no more struggle. Yeah. And on social media, it's just, it's just the highlight, you know, it's just, like you said, it's the highlight reel. It's everything good, you know, I mean, with my detailing, it's all the highlight reel. All the cars that, I'm, that are on my Instagram for detailing. It's all the best of the best. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the thousands of cars, I the thousands of minivans, SUVs, trash cars that I did for four years until I got to where I am now. Yeah, you know nobody sees nobody sees those thousands of cars and that year those years of work that got me to be where that's at. You know, people always people always text me like, oh, you know, you're so lucky. You know, oh, they see me, you know, driving the cars <laughs> and. You know, like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm not lucky. I just worked for it. Yeah. I decided to, you know, pursue something, get good at it, dedicate myself to become a master of it, and that's what happens. Yeah. Put in the work, the work's going to produce something for you. If you have that realistic perspective of what life is going to be, those struggles that you encounter aren't really going to be struggles. They're just going to be like, you just, oh, okay, let me just get through this and then I'll be fine the next day. Yep. Just let me, let me, you know, take care of it, the speed of me, you know, then just keep it rolling, figure it out, then just keep going. Yeah. If you want to do something, do it. If you have a dream, you have a passion, pursue it. Don't let anybody try and knock you off it. Don't let people who didn't create anything in their lives tell you, like, you know, oh, you know, you're going to be selfish with time. Oh, you're not going to have time for this, this, and this. Oh, you're going to become arrogant. Oh, the money's going to change. No, it's not. They're just saying that because they're upset that you're doing better than them. People always support you until you do better than them. Then that's when problems start happening. You know, 
So if you want to do something, do it. Don't listen to anybody. Don't even if your parents don't support you, it doesn't matter. If you want to do it, go do it. That's that's the biggest advice. If you have something, follow it. Yeah, for sure. Um, just don't um, ba- basically don't let this brainwashed society control what you do because from our age and, and younger in high school, it's so important to be selfish and just take care of yourself. Eventually, you'll have to take care of others, but at this age, oh, yeah, it's definitely. you have to be selfish. Best, you know, you gotta do it. It's gonna best improve your situation. Yeah, definitely. Not someone else's. Yep. Um, well, thank you for sharing your story. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, All that good you. stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Whew. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as usual. I always do. I hope you learned something from Max and I, or Max and me. Sorry, I'll fix my grammar eventually. But I do hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys feel motivated to maybe pursue uh, that little something that you guys may have not been pursuing recently or during quarantine, during pandemic season, whatever. Just remember that you're always allowed to prove people wrong because I know if you want to pursue something that you're not pursuing right now, I know you can do it. I know you have uh, the strength, the motivation, the drive, whatever you need. I know you have that within you. So if you need to pursue something that you're not pursuing already, better do it. I mean, right now. Like, I'm telling you, do it right now. <laughs> Again, hey, I forgot to tell you to sit and, and think this time. I forgot to do it. I'm so upset. Now, yet. Remember to sit and think and make sure that your life is going in the direction that you want it to. No matter how old you are, there is always room for change, always room for improvement. As usual, I do love to say that um, because I think it's it's one of the most true things that I've said in the past six episodes. Uh, just remember that there is always room for change, always room for improvement, always room to improve yourself, to improve your social circle, to improve your work ethic, to improve your daily life. I will have many more special guests on that will come and tell their stories, their life experiences, and why they are the way they are. So as usual, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait for the many more episodes in the wake of me still being a child.